You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. On podcast number 30, we spoke about healthy dependencies in relationships. And I'm back today with Dr. Lydia Martinez, and we are going to do the second part of that, which is setting healthy boundaries for people who might have codependency problems, or maybe it's you or somebody you deal with. So welcome back, and thank you for joining our podcast today on setting healthy boundaries. Hello, Dr. Lydia. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy that we have the opportunity to help people. Um, And I hope that whoever is listening uh, has a pen today, because we're going to be talking about how to set healthy boundaries. There are a few different types of dependency. Last time we talked about intermesh, we talked about codependency, and we talked about interdependency, which is the healthy one, correct? Yes, correct. So um, yeah, you don't want to be intermeshed. Intermeshed is like where you're kind of on top of each other. You don't know when one begins, the other one ends. You kind of think of like, it just makes me think visually of like a, a ball of yarn. And not even a neat ball of yarn, like just all bunched up together. The best kind of dependency in a relationship with others starts with a healthy dependency on God. Once you're totally and completely dependent on God, not self-dependent, not other-dependent or codependent, but when your dependency is truly recognizing God as the sovereignty of your life, as the one who created you and has authority over your life, then it makes it so much easier to have healthy relationships because you're only accountable to God. And then you can start with relationships with others. Yeah, that's right, Lisa. And dependent relationships, codependent relationships, if you think of like two Venn diagrams, so this isn't like an enmeshed where you're like on top of each other and tangled up. It's really more of, like two circles that are overlapping, but maybe more than half of it is overlapping. So codependent, where where you just can't make a decision without asking the other person. And don't get it confused with being a submissive woman in right. the Bible. A submissive woman is still very strong. A submissive woman in the Bible is taking that one down position, allowing the husband to take leadership but not if it is unhealthy, not if it is dangerous, not if there's any violence around. That is not a dependent, a a submissive woman, okay? Um, You depend on your husband, but you don't co-depend on him where you have to lean on him and you're the doormat, okay? It's very different. I want to make sure we clarify that because I still think that women um, need to allow their husbands to be the leaders. You can't have two leaders in a family. You're going to have a tug of war and the children aren't going to know who to, who to follow. And that's why a lot of problems happen in the home. Interdependent means that you negotiate, you allow the husband to lead in the areas that he needs to lead. The wife will lead in the areas that she needs to lead, but that is determined by conversations. That is determined by um, conversations that a husband and a wife will have between each other and say, well, you know, you're the one that's supposed to be the leader in this. Okay, well, I'm stronger in this area. And you negotiate, you talk it out. 
Exactly. And so when when it's your area, you lead and the other one follows. When it's the other person's area, they lead and the other one follows. But submissive does not in any way mean that you submit to any kind of violence or disrespect or anything that would demean you. Again, you're not a doormat. You're an active participant. That's wonderful. It reminds me of Proverbs 31. Listen, the Proverbs 31 woman is she's got her stuff together. She wakes up early. She makes her decisions. She cares for her home. She's noble, well-respected. She works hard. She's definitely not some flaky woman at home being verbally abused or physically abused. She, she's in a safe, her submission has caused her a safe place to be. Right. And she's allowed her husband to be the leader that he needs to be. So let's talk about some unhealthy relationships for a minute. Let's, let's just start here. What if you have a friend who they text you and they, they expect a phone call back immediately, which on a regular basis is fine, but maybe you're in the middle of something and you can't, how, what is a, how can I set that boundary to let them know, listen, I'll get back to you when I can get back to you, but this is not a, a healthy expectation. I think it's really important that if you're going to have a kind of friendship with someone where you both have mutual trust and both have mutual um, love for each other and you want to care for each other, um, if you're finding that it's getting lopsided, I think it warrants a conversation, just like a husband and wife conversation, just like any relationship conversation. I think that that's how you set your boundaries ahead of time to pre-plan so that if that person has been burned before and they call you and you don't call them back because you're busy and you're you're cleaning out the chicken coop, right. you know, <laughs> and they don't realize that you're busy because maybe they don't have a chicken coop. Maybe they can't relate to the fact that you're you're doing something else. You're taking care of children. Maybe they don't have children. So I think it warrants a conversation to say, hey, I... If I don't call you right back, it's because I'm doing something. As a matter of fact, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I end up doing this. It's harder to get a hold of me. And, but if you want to get together or you want to talk on Mondays and Wednesdays, let them know when you're more available Yeah. so that they can have that ahead of time. So if they end up calling you every Tuesday and you're busy doing something else, they're, they're going to get the wrong message. They're going to take it personal. Right. So a good thing to do is have conversations ahead of time and tell them, hey, it's not you. Just be honest, you know, be very honest and transparent. Your your genuine authenticity is going to come across and, and show. This is coming from a person who is a little needy with my friends in, in the sense of if I call my best friends, I'm talking about my best, best friends. If I call and they don't answer and I don't know what they're doing, I automatically think something's wrong because I have gotten oh. those phone calls. Hey, come to Baptist there's an emergency and, or there's been an accident or this person has passed. So I tend to like, I will call 17 times, get in my car and drive to your house because I think something's wrong. And then I get there and they get home and they're laughing at me and they're like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, you didn't call me back. And I thought something was wrong. Now I recognize that that's not healthy. And so yes. I, I pray <laughs> and they know, like, listen, if I, they'll text me and say like, everything's fine. 
Maybe Do you tell another, them that? Is that another show that we can do? Maybe that's another next podcast. That yes, that's another about, podcast. Yes, You're so funny. Exactly. But I just want to say, because I can I can see certain friends of mine listening to this podcast going, um, you're the one that calls 14 times. And I'm like, yes, I am. And I'm also a very persistent person. But I do it because I worry. I worry. Yeah. I just want to know everything's okay. Because if it's not the norm, right? Because in our friendship circle, especially my closest friends, we pick up and then I'll say like, I can't talk now. George is walking in. And my husband hears me and he's like, why can't you talk? I'm like, We've, you've been gone all day. If you're home, I try to pay attention to you when you're here. So we're <laughs> fine with like, you know, one of my best friends, I'm just going to say it, one of my best friends, her husband at night watches TV and doesn't like for her to be on the phone. So if something's going on and I call her and I hear him, I'll say, put it on speaker. And I'm like, Peter, I'm going to need a minute. Okay. <laughs> and he'll laugh and be like, okay, you got 35 seconds. But we're talking about unhealthy, like crossing my mm. boundaries. We're talking about people who are demanding, not because they're worried or concerned or need a little you know, like yeah. throw me a bone, but like, why aren't you answering my call? And this is affecting me because you're not serving me in a certain way. This is a different kind of. Yeah. I mean, think about what you just said, your inner circle of friends, you've probably been friends with them for years. So yeah, they decades. know that this is, this is your, this is the way you are. They know this. They, they kind of know to ignore already after number 12 call. They know um, that you're going to be okay, that you're just worried. They know right. that, that. And it you're doesn't happen fine. every day, every you, week, or every month. It's yeah. just certain times, like they'll say, I'll call you right back. Oh my gosh, I'll call you right back. And then they hang up, and then there's no call back. And then when I'm calling them, there's no answer. And my brain, yeah. because of the many traumas I've endured, thinks, oh my gosh, could this be something really bad? So you have that relationship built in. You already have that that negotiated between that trust and that faith with your friends. Yes. That you just laugh it off. But when you don't have that that kind of intimacy, you know, with friends, maybe it's a new friend and that happens. It's completely different when it's a new friend and you're like, whoa, why is this person calling? Why is this person so needy? You don't have that history. You don't have that that relationship built upon it. So that's when you have to say, Hey, you, you got to set aside a little time and say, Hey, I, is everything okay with our relationship? Do you know that this is, I didn't expect this from you. You have to talk about it. You have to bring it up and, and be authentic and say, Hey, uh, you're worrying and calling me 12 times. And I, I barely know you as, um, a little bit strange. You want to explain what's going on? You know, can I help you somehow? Or are you getting angry because yeah. you're not responding or starts texting you, hey, you're not responding to my calls, then then that is a place where we can place a healthy boundary and just kind of say, listen, I'm feeling a little anxiety. When I can say my I statements, when you demand... <laughs> for a call yeah. back immediately when I'm attending to my family or, you know, it, it's, I think it's important with those kind of relationships, not even to give a reason. Like I don't have to be doing something. I just, you know, when we're going yeah. through difficult times, emotionally, whatever, I'm, I'm in the middle of dealing with my own stuff. I'm not available to call you back. If you need me and it's urgent, let me know. And I can take a few minutes to call you. But when it becomes that, that was a really nice way, you know, that right there was a really nice way that you can text back or 
at a time where you do have a moment to call back and and say that to them. That's a really nice way of establishing a boundary so that they know that if if they are in dire need, if it is really urgent, then continue to call or say so, so that you know how to get back with them. I think that was a really nice way of saying it. And sometimes we don't know what people are going through, especially brand new relationships, right? When you have brand new friendships, but that that is tough. Yeah. I think that communication is key. Using I statements are very important, Lisa. I think that was a great example. Honestly, you don't need to be doing something else. Jesus himself set boundaries and he took time away from everybody for his own self-care, like to talk to his father, to be alone, to meditate, to pray on what was about to happen or what just happened. Jesus took time for himself and he didn't yes. have to feel guilty about it. It wasn't a reflection of his love or relationship with others. It was just his time that he needed away. And that's an important boundary to set. And that's an important, I think that's an important expectation for all of us. Like when I need some time alone. Now I think it's important because the enemy does like to isolate us, but there's a difference between taking time and being with the Lord, spending time in the word in prayer, fasting, and taking time away because you are going through a difficult time and you're depressed and feeling bad that kind of isolation can be dangerous. That's the time we need to reach out to our sisters and brothers in Christ and our church and really dig into those relationships when we don't feel like it. Right. Well, there's a difference between isolation and self-care, definitely. If you feel like you're not answering your friends and you have to do some, like a, a self-checkup, you have to ask yourself some some serious questions like, Am I not answering the phone because I truly am busy? Or am I not answering the phone because I'm avoiding them? And then the answers to those are going to lead you to, to what you're going to have to do. If you're really busy, then you have to have the kind of relationships that, or you're building relationships that you can say to them, I am very busy, but I care about you and let, give me 24 hours, give me 48 hours, give me two hours, give me a little time and I will give you the attention and the time that you deserve. Or if you are avoiding people because you are having a problem yourself, um, then, then it's time for you to figure out what it is that you need to do so that you can climb out of that hole because you don't want to downward spiral into some rabbit hole that's going to lead to depression. And only you can answer those questions, right? But we're talking about having good relationships with other people and having boundaries, setting boundaries with other people. And I think it begins with us being honest with ourselves, okay? And if that means you looking and at your relationships, doing some thoughts, thought-provoking questions like, who who is my inner circle? I think it's great that you have an inner circle. Some people don't, mm -hmm. okay? Um, some people don't even have friends, you know? So it's important for you to ask, is it important for me to have friends? Are they at a stage in life or going through a situation that, that they don't have room or space right now? You know, who, who can they rely on? You do need a support system. Right. Whether it's a circle of friends, whether it's a professional friend, whether it's a 
well, not even a professional friend, really a professional that you go to and talk to or an elder in the community or a family member that you really trust, you know, whether it's one or 15, that's up to you. But it is important to have some kind of a support system. So I've learned that boundaries, healthy boundaries, give a clear expectation of what you expect out of it and what will happen if they don't respect those boundaries. But what is the difference between a threat? Like, if you do this again, I've learned that the healthy boundary is if you continue this, then I will have to remove myself or I will have to step back. Or the consequence is belonging to the person setting the boundary, not a threat against the person that you're asking to respect those boundaries. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. I mean, so the first step is knowing yourself, okay? Knowing what your needs are. Okay. And, and then you have to go out and kind of test it. So if you're hanging out with friends or your, even your husband or uh, whoever it might be family, and you're not feel use your, your peace o meter, what I call a peace o meter. Okay. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. And if you're feeling peace around that person, okay, that's good. Okay. Uh, generally nine times out of 10. Yes. If you're not feeling peace around that person, we'll say nine times out of 10, you're not feeling peace, then then maybe that is a relationship that you need to look at to, to investigate more. Then you need to ask yourself quite more questions like, what what is it that makes me not feel peace? How could I feel more peace with this person or these people? You know, if you're uncomfortable, um, that's usually... A, kind of like the basic signal that you should listen to. So first is get to know yourself, know what your needs are, be able to to feel comfortable explaining those or saying what those are. The second step is being able to gather information, do research with your own friends, your relationships, and see where you feel at most peace. Those are going to be your support systems. The ones where you feel less peace then start to ask some questions like, do you feel, what is it about the lack of peace that that is not good there? What is going on? Is it, do you feel threatened? Are you starting to feel like you're in danger? Are you starting to feel disrespected? What category does that fall under? So that you know what the next step is to take. Right. I think that biblical setting boundaries in a biblical way, it's protection for the relationship. It's not against the other person. It's actually, I think, healthy boundaries create healthy relationships. I think that's great. I think you should title this podcast that what you just said. Say it again. Healthy boundaries create healthy relationships. Because if you know what my boundaries are, if you know that I don't feel comfortable if you're using profanity around me, or I would... Uh, don't feel comfortable with somebody using drugs or even smoking around me. If you know that that's my boundary, mm-hmm. then when we're together, we're going to be able to enjoy our our relationship. We're going to be able to enjoy our time together. Just like I know your boundaries and I'm able to respect your boundaries, then we're not we're going to have less conflict. Right. But I so, think sometimes all- that, that word setting boundaries just seems like I'm keeping you away. I'm keeping you out. Right. And I'm keeping you arm distance and these are my boundaries and don't cross it. But that's not how Jesus did it. No, that's not how he did it. Um, 
And I think it's wonderful that you would know these things about yourself to begin with, right? You know what your boundaries are. You know what your likes, dislikes, what you need, what you don't need. And this next step after you do research, you know, with your relationships, who you feel comfortable with, who you don't, and then asking yourself why you don't feel comfortable with them. I think the next step is communicating that. And I think this is the toughest part. Okay. Those iMessages are so important because you can own You can be authentic and genuine and own your own feelings and own your own, you know, what it is you need to be your own peacemaker so that you can guarantee that peace in yourself to be able to enjoy those relationships. So how do we do that? How do we show our I messages to others? How do we identify that? Well, well, first of all, you have to be able to know what I messages are. And how do we begin I messages with this? I feel I am yes those kind of things you know so I feel uncomfortable when you so you have to identify when it's happening so I feel uncomfortable when you're smoking and then what do you want and I really need you to not smoke when you're around me I really want to enjoy being around you without smoking you know so that's tough those I messages are very tough and you can't like bombard somebody either so if you're figuring out that that you're uncomfortable or not feeling peace with one relationship or a set of relationships and then you're figuring out that oh my gosh there's like 10 things about this person that's making you feel uncomfortable i think that it would be hard to go i feel uncomfortable when you a b c d e f you know they're going to be overwhelmed it's important not to use those i messages when you and then inserting, you're only going to, I believe if I'm correct, you're only going to mention what they're doing, the action, not the motive behind it, not why you think they're doing it, because that's going to open doors for more conflict. I'm not saying I feel uncomfortable when you when you say these words because I feel like you're attacking me. Now it's become another issue. Healthy boundaries are simply, I feel uncomfortable when this happens, when you do this, Do you think that you could try not to do that around me? That would help me to feel more relaxed and comfortable in our relationship. And I want to be able to feel comfortable with you. So it would mean so much to me if you could make that effort. And maybe asking, is there something that I can do that would help you? Oh, that's great. But you, you know, you would have to deal with like one topic at a time. Yeah. And then it just makes me think like if, if you have someone that's making you feel uncomfortable because you can you can identify like 10 things that's making you feel uncomfortable. You got to ask yourself, is this relationship a relationship that's worth working through these 10 things? Do I, or is it something that you need to, to just let go? And that's a tough, tough call to make too, right? Yes, absolutely. Especially. Yeah. Like in marriage, it's important to, not make it a a picky thing. I'm picking on every single thing. Like, could you not? When you chew loud, it bothers me. <laughs> when you when you when you snore at night, when you breathe so loud, when you talk, we can definitely do that. And that's the time when we know we need to get on our knees and ask God to remove any bitterness from other issues we might be having and making sure that our boundaries aren't being used to punish the other person. But yes. they're truly to establish healthy relationships. And because I think we all can be a little manipulative where we can use those boundaries 
to let them know in a passive aggressive way, you know, I'm, I'm upset at you. So could you not do this anymore? Right. It's so important to start this with prayer. And like you said, asking yourself, why is this bothering me? What would it look like if they would just, if, if this part would change what I find something else, then the problem might be you. Right. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes we do have to apply a little bit of grace and mercy mm-hmm. with our partners. Yeah. And is chewing their food so loud? Is that a make it or break a deal? Come on. You know, yeah. I think sometimes we have to apply a little bit of grace and mercy with ourselves as well. It might be us. Maybe we're going through something. Maybe we're a little agitated and maybe they've been chewing loud for the last 20 years. Exactly. bothering you now. Okay. So is it really them or you? You let it happen for 20 years. So why is it bothering you now? You know? And sometimes maybe the, the one thing that's bothering you, maybe you don't even need to address that as an official boundary. Maybe you can just try complimenting something that when they do it right and building them up in that way. Right. And Instead you can encourage saying, them. Sure. Yeah. Encouraging. And it's so much easier for, for, I think most of us to be critical instead of yeah. finding, listen, I'm going to find the one time they do it right. And I'm going to say, wow, you, you're really, you know, you're a great dad. And when you, when you talk to the kids like that and you redirect them like that, it really touches my heart. How much more does that do than saying, you know, it bothers me when. Don't do it this way. And when you don't do it that way. Exactly. You know? Yeah, you're right. I mean, you have to have a balance. I think that it's important to have a balance. Yeah. Um, but I think for boundary setting, it's important that we know ourselves, that we'll be able to do sort of a self-inventory of what what we need, what our needs are. Then we need to be able to look at our relationships and see if those needs are being met. Then we need to be able to um, use iMessages to be able to implement that. And we need to be able to say, hey, here's a little bit of grace and mercy for those things that just are not going to be important to, to go down that, you know, at this point. And a little grace and mercy to ourselves so yeah. that we know that maybe, maybe we're just not in, we're not in a good place right now. Right. You know, this too shall pass. I think if we keep those things in mind, we'll have healthy relationships, at least the bud of, of trying, right? Right. And it's just important for you to be authentic while doing it all. Right. Authentic and even loving. Well, I think this is a great conversation. I think one last thing is if you set a boundary and you, in a very unhealthy, toxic situation, once you've set that boundary and you've let them know if this continues to happen, this is what I will do. I think it's important that you follow through because if you set a boundary and you say, "I, I won't be spending as much time with you or I won't feel comfortable sharing with you next time and then you keep doing it well you're just you're not teaching them your boundaries are not firm and God's boundaries are very firm and when he says something he does it in the most loving caring way he will follow through let's make that part two following through on our uh, negotiations right following through on our word making our yes a yes and a no a no in our boundary setting well, I got a whole lot to say about that. 
How's that? Can we make that a part two of boundary setting? Yes. Thank you so much. I think that's great. We'll talk about that next time. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Lydia, again. And your information is in our notes, but I do want to mention that we are in July of 2022 and Dr. Lydia is offering four sessions. Free. For free. Free sessions. That's a very important word. Yes. It's amazing. No strings attached. No strings attached. I have some wonderful staff that I would love for you to meet, be able to ask some questions, be able to work on yourself or relationship. I think that that it, there's just a need for it right now. And, and I'm in a place where I can offer four free sessions, okay? Maybe before school starts, if you ha- are a parent and needs to work on something, maybe your child is going through some anxiety. Um, maybe you're just wanting to talk about your relationship or setting better boundaries, whatever the case might right. be. I would love to offer you four free sessions. And you can call me at, can I put the number on here? 786 Five six five six nine one six, and we're gonna think of a jingle. We're gonna think of a little yes. jingle to remember that. And also, seven that eight will be six in the podcast notes. You can get her website. You can get her email and the phone number. Okay, and I'll just tell it to you for those who are auditory. It's a seven eight six five six five six nine one six. And in case you were fumbling, mumbling to get a a pen, once again, last time seven eight six. Five six five six nine one six for four free sessions with one of my staff members. And website is www.drlydiamartinez.com. And that's L-I-D-I-A. Yes. And I, I hope that those who were listening were able to jot down some notes, maybe think about making healthy boundaries. And I hope that we were of service to you today. Right. And I hope also we would consider respecting other people's boundaries because... We want to have both way, two-way relationship, and that includes respecting others. Dr. Lydia, would you close us out in a quick prayer? Oh, yes. Thank you. Lord, thank you so much for loving us, taking care of us, always providing for us, and always giving us a way out when we're feeling like we're under tension or pressure or stress. And thank you for the Holy Spirit, who, for those of you who have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you get this Holy Spirit helper. Thank you, Lord, for offering that helper with us to give us that inkling of what we need to do so that we can be better people, so we can give you the glory and we can be do things that are pleasing to you, Lord. Thank you for your forgiveness, your grace, your mercy. Lord, I pray that those who are listening would be able to make decisions that would be pleasing to you and that you would guide them and that they would be able to, to hear you and that in their hearts. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. And if you don't follow us on Instagram, would you go over to Instagram and follow us at faithwithfriends underscore podcast. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at faithwithfriends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?